Hey there, and welcome back to the GNM Baseball Podcast. I'm G. And I'm M. And today we're back with you to go over rounds 8 through 15 of our recent fantasy draft. All right, so as a little refresher, uh, essentially a 14-team league. Uh, for specifics on that, you can go back and listen to our first episode about the draft. Um, but essentially a 14-round draft. Uh, I was drafting in the middle of the round, and M, um, he got stuck with a pick near the beginning, so he had, what, about 28 picks between picks at times? Yes, that, that was kind of frustrating. <laughs> All right, so diving into round eight, and again, we addressed rounds one through seven in our previous episode. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead and check that one out. Uh, in round eight, I took Jose Abreu as my first baseman with pick 105. All right, so I like this pick. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Jose Abreu. Um, professional hitter, uh, batting average is always up there. Um, lost a whole lot of power last year. He only hit like 15 home runs, but his stat cast numbers were still good. Uh, I love the situation he's going in for lineup context. He's going right into the middle of that loaded Astros lineup. So I really like Jose Abreu as a first baseman beyond, of course, the top-tier talents, Pete Alonso, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Freddie Freeman, that type. But I love Abreu in the eighth round, and I'll take him with pick number 105. M, your pick with number 111 overall. Okay, I picked um, Adley Rutschman. I need a catcher. Um, they were pretty much... No. Um, yeah, I got Adley Rutschman, and here I'm satisfied with him as my catcher. Um, I'm wishing I had gone with Jeremy Pena. No, wait. In hindsight. Um, I'm fine with this pick here because Rutschman is a solid catcher. He's... I needed a catcher, and he filled that spot. Yeah, Rutschman is one of those guys who's significantly more valuable in real life than he is in fantasy, but even in fantasy, still a serviceable catcher. Yeah. Um, a pick I liked from this round was number pick number 101, uh, Xander Bogertz. I, lo I love this snag, Bogertz going outside of the top 100 picks. I think that's an absolute steal, even though he's going to a worse park and his batting average will likely go down. He's losing power. He's in the middle of a great lineup um, in San Diego. He, he's not going to regress a whole lot. So being drafted outside the top 100, I think, is a steal. And then a pick I didn't like uh, for this round was Jake Cronenworth with pick number 110. Uh, Cronenworth, what is he, first baseman? First base, second base, shortstop, eligibility on fantasy. To be fair, he's been heating up. He um, has, yeah. I still think 110. I think there was the other people who could have ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I liked your Jose Abreu pick, Charlie Morton. Um, two shortstops went in this round. I liked Xander Bogert's pitch pick. Um, yeah. All right, round nine. Em, take it away. Um, I picked Clay Holmes in this round. Pick 114 um, overall. So now, especially with Edwin Diaz being gone, I like having Holmes. He should give me a few saves. Um, but also, I sort of wish I had a shortstop now. Um, I wish I'd gotten Jeremy Pena. 
who was pretty much the only shortstop left. Um, except Javier Baez. Um, yeah. All right, so my pick was Bryce Harper in with pick number 120. And Bryce Harper was another guy I really wanted to hit hard targeting because where else are you going to get a guy with potential for uh, second-round production? And Harper is going to be out for probably the first two months of the season, almost certainly the first two months of the season, potentially three, uh, potentially up to the All-Star break, which is why he fell to pick number 120 here in the ninth round for me. That being said, he's going to give me a really big jolt midseason when he comes back, and he's going to give my lineup a major uptick. So I like this pick here uh, for me at Bryce Harper. A pick I liked in this round was the pick right before me, Logan Webb, with pick 119. I think Logan Webb has really underrated him. Mm, I think he's a top starting pitcher, but not super top. I think I don't really think he's that um, underrated. Yeah, well, solid pitcher, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, pick one nineteen, I think, is too late. I, th I think he should have been taken earlier. Uh, but yeah, this is a pick I liked, and then I didn't like Kenley Jansen with pick number one twenty one. I think this was a reach, and even though Jansen is supposed to be the closest jump for the Red Sox, I haven't been a fan of Jansen for several years now. Uh, he gets in the closers gigs. I mean, he led the league in saves last year with the Braves. But I, I just don't like, um, he, he's shaky, he gives up walks, he'll, he'll have a couple of games where he blows your ratios for the week, so I'm not a fan of Jansen. I think there are much more dominant guys who you can um, expect to maybe win closer roles later in the year, but um, I think this is too early to pick Jansen by far, in my opinion. Yeah, um, a pick I didn't like was Seiya Suzuki. Um, going in the f 12th pick of round nine, um, Suzuki, I mean, I don't feel he's that special a player to go yeah. ahead of some of the other people that he did. Yeah. So in round 10, um, I selected Chris Bryant with the 133rd pick. And I think this is a steal, honestly. Uh, Bryant in Coors Field, uh, if he's fully healthy, he, I thought personally, that he was way overrated in his first few years in the league, and now I think he's way underrated. In Coors Field, I think he'll mash. Uh, not great lineup context, but he's got talent. Um, he was he was injured last year, but hit very well in the 40 or 50 or so games that he did play. And, you know, I got him in the 10th round, pick 133. Last year, he was going in round five with the 58th overall pick. So certainly a fall is warranted based on the injury issues he's had, but a tumble of nearly 80 picks from year to year. So I like this pick of Bryant in the 10th round. And M, your pick? I picked Blake Snell. Um, so I'm sort of happy with this deal, picking up a serviceable starting pitcher. I'm a fan of Snell personally. Um, I don't think he's number one starting pitcher. He had that one ultra-dominant season in 2017, but that... Yeah, it was 2018 that he won 2018, the but he hasn't, um, he hasn't done that well since, but I still think he's a very serviceable, um, starting pitcher. Yeah, well, he, he's a streaky pitcher. He'll have, uh, he'll have stretches where he is the most dominant pitcher on the planet, 
And then he'll have stretches where he looks completely lost. Uh, last year, for his last 10 or so starts, he was utterly, unbelievably dominant. So we'll see if he can carry that over into this season. He does have a trend of being much stronger over the past few years in the second half. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, pick I liked was Logan Gilbert with pick 129. Uh, solid starting pitcher in a good pitcher's park uh, with the Mariners. And then I didn't like Alex Verdugo with pick 136. I think Verdugo is another one of those guys who's significantly more valuable in real life than he is in fantasy. Uh, Verdugo, he might hit 270. He might give you 10, 15 homers, maybe. Uh, he might chip in a few steals here and there. We Fairly weak lineup. I just think uh, pick 136 is too early here. Okay. Especially with players like Stanton still on the board. Stanton's still around here. Yeah. I agree so, with that. All right. Um, in round 11, I picked Javier Baez. Um, so He was the lone remaining sh uh, shortstop on the board, correct? Yeah, so I had to take him. Um, I mean, obviously good. not the only remaining, but the only serviceable remaining shortstop. Yeah, I don't think there were any other shortstops. Um, we had teams picking seven shortstops uh, for some strange <laughs> reason. Um I'm glad I picked Javier Baez. Um, I like having him on my team. and um, You did just drop uh, him recently, did you not? Yeah, I don't know why I did that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm glad I picked him here. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I miss him, so um, I'm glad I picked him here. Um, yeah, you have Volpe now, don't you? I have Anthony Volpe, who I picked up before you could get him, so... Uh, yes. Um, he actually went undrafted in our draft, which I think was a miss by a lot of us. He went undrafted, right? He did go undrafted. I don't know that it was, like, a super long... Sh um, no, I mean, I can see him not being drafted. Yeah. All right. Uh, my pick in round 11, Nick Castellanos. Pick 148. This is kind of similar to the Bryant pick for me. Castellanos really struggled uh, last year, first year with the Phillies, and Castellanos has kind of a trend of doing this struggling badly in his first year in a place, then getting comfortable. You saw it uh, in his two years at the Reds. Really struggled in 2020, had a dominant year in 2021, came over to the Phillies in 2022, struggled badly. Um, but, you know, opening last year in the draft, he was going in round five as well, 54th overall pick. He went in our league last year. So, again, a guy, a, a guy that I think uh, has a great chance for a bounce back, and a guy I'm looking to take a flyer on in round 11. Uh, pick I loved in this round was Giancarlo Stanton with pick number 141. Man, I think this is a steal. And, I mean, Stanton doesn't run. He doesn't hit for a great average. You can probably look around 250. And he gets hurt a lot, which is obviously why he shouldn't go in the top 100. But he still has light tower power. I mean, it's incredible. The amount of power he has. Um, and if he's right this year, if he hits, and he will be on for stretches and he will carry your fantasy team. So I think that pick 141 here is a steal for Stanton. Then a pick here I really didn't like was Daniel Bard with pick 153. I am not high on Daniel Bard at all. He's 38. Uh, his velocity was down this spring. He pitches in Coors Field, which is a place you never want any pitcher to pitch. Yeah, Bard last year had that very strong stretch when he was one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. Yeah, um, and really overall his I, entire year. I didn't trust him at all. I 
wouldn't risk picking him up. Yeah, he was on the waiver wire. Yeah, he sat on the waiver wire for almost the entire year, I believe. Um, And with the dearth of closers available, Bard has the closer spot. I think if you're looking for saves, it's a decent pickup. I wouldn't leave him on the waiver wire. But I think pick 153 in round 11 is too early to snag Bard. Yeah. All right, moving on to round 12. M? You picked first this round. All right. So I went with Tyler Stevenson with pick 161 overall, and I I am a big Stevenson fan. Uh, He hits in arguably the best ballpark to hit in, uh, Great American Ballpark, which is not quite as good as Coors Field, but it also doesn't have the Coors Field effect where you go uh, away from Coors Field and everything is way tougher to hit. So Great American Ballpark has a claim to being the best uh, scenario for a fantasy hitter. Uh, Stevenson, he hit, I think, 319 last year. Uh, admittedly, a small sample, he got injured, but um, the Reds are planning to play him on a lot of first base in DH this year. He'll gain eligibility at first base, uh, less potential for getting injured because he won't be behind the plate as much. And I think I think he's a very good hitter for a catcher. I think he's got a chance for some pop. So I'm thrilled with getting Stevenson pick number 161 here. M. Okay, so um, in round 12, I picked Lars Newtbar of the Cardinals. Um, I was pretty satisfied with him. I've already traded him away, um, <laughs> but I was very satisfied um, with the output he produced in the World Baseball Classic. And then, yeah, I think Newtbar could be a very good sleeper pick this year. Um, I think he has a very good chance of a good year. Yeah, I, of course, if a, of course, as a Cardinals fan, how can I help but be high on Newt Bar, right? But I, I am also a big fan of Newt Bar. He hits the ball really hard. Uh, he has a fair launch angle. Uh, he could stand the lift a little bit, but I think uh, he's going to be very, very good for the Cardinals this year. Yeah. A pick I liked here, Lucas Hialito in pick with pick number one sixty-two. Uh, Hialito just had a nightmare year last year. Um, it was miserable. Uh, his velocity was down. He had a bout with COVID early in the year, and he didn't look the same after that. Uh, popular rebound pick, and his velocity is still down this spring, but he doesn't have to be peak Lucas Hialito to re- to give good returns on this investment with pick number 162. ERA, maybe around 350, strike out less than a batter in an inning, get maybe 10 wins, and he makes good on this pick with the upside for a lot more. So that's why I like this pick here. And then Jordan Montgomery with pick 160 was a pick I didn't like. Uh, I like Jordan Montgomery. He's on the Cardinals. So, of course, I like him. But um, he doesn't offer a whole lot of strikeout upside. Um, his ERA whip, he does have that elite Cardinals defense behind him. But... Again, not being a strikeout guy, the elimination of the shift is going to hurt him more than a lot of other people. Um, Plus, strikeouts are fantasy baseball stats. Of course, yeah. So I do think his ERA is going to jump above four this year or be close to that. I'm not sure this is a great... It He and Hialito may have about the similar output this year, except Hialito has significantly higher upside. And Montgomery just does not have the type of upside that Hialito has shown. Okay, so round um, thirteen. I had I saw some. I'm gonna go over some picks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 
um, Jeff McNeil. I'm a big fan of Jeff McNeil. Um, it's good that he got on a team. Um, I think he could have gone earlier, possibly, over some of the other people here. Um, I like him a lot. Jeffrey Springs is a race starting pitcher, so <laughs> gotta, go, gotta go, go with the race pitching. Um, and yeah, Ryan Mountcastle, um, going late in round 12, um, pick 12 of round 12. Um, I like Mountcastle as well. Okay. All right. Round 13. Take it away, Em. Um, I drafted Whit Merrifield here, um, because I need an infielder. He offers some speed. Um, and now with his second base job might not get as much playing time due to Espinal. But, I mean, I like him in that Toronto lineup. Um, I mean, I don't hate this pick, even if I don't like it that much. Yeah. Okay, I picked Patrick Sandoval with pick number 176 overall. Um, and I like Sandoval a lot. He had a big breakout last year. Uh, his upside is capped because he throws in a six-man Angels rotation, so his innings will be low. He probably is not going to throw more than 160 in best-case scenario. He's not going to approach 200 or anything like that. That being said, I think he has the potential to be dominant. Uh, with run support from Otani, Trout, Rendon, I think that Angels offense is going to be a lot more powerful this year. Uh, so I, I really like Sandoval, and he is my SP3 here. Uh, with pick number 176. The pick I liked was William Contreras with pick 177. Contreras was the other guy I was looking at with Stevenson, and I almost might have rather gone with Contreras around later, but I wasn't sure if he'd stick around, so I decided to go with Stevenson, who I did like a little more. But William Contreras in round 13, especially going to a great hitter's park with the Brewers, uh, I think he is a very good pick here. Probably, almost certainly, the best catcher left on the board. And the pick I didn't like was Dylan Lee. I'm not really sh even sure why he went off here. I mean, relief pitcher, but in the bullpen for the Braves, he's not going to get save opportunities, aside from the occasional one here and there. He's not really super dominant, so I'm kind of at a loss as to why this pick even happened with number one seventy nine overall. because... Um... Uh, this is another person I know personally who drafted him, and um, I don't see his reasoning behind this. Because I don't think he could have heard of Dylan Lee, so I'm not <laughs> sure why Dylan Lee went. But Alright, well, M, give us your pick you love and don't love for uh, round 13. Mm, I liked the William Contreras pick. I am pretty big on William Contreras. And... Dylan Lee, like you said. Another one I really didn't like was J.R. Ritchie. Um, <laughs> okay, oh, that's one of the guys explain. we're not talking about. <laughs> he's, he's one of the guys from the uh, loser teams. Yeah, we had the... two placeholder teams who picked the very worst players, so... Um, yeah, that yeah. really doesn't count. I liked the William Contreras pick, and um, I didn't really like the Dylan Lee pick. Yeah. All right, moving on to round 14. I selected J.D. Martinez. And this is kind of a polarizing pick for me because I go through swings and I'm like, I love this pick. I'm so glad I got J.D. Martinez with 189 overall. And then I get through moves where I'm like, I hate this pick. Why did I grab this guy? <laughs> but um, Well, I wanted J.D. Martinez if it makes you feel any better. In yeah. all the mock drafts, I was getting very late, so... 
I, well, I left a lot of guys late because I was used to in the mock drafts having 12 teams yeah. and them going later. Yeah. So. Well, uh, so the thing with Martinez is he has a lot of pros with his profile and a lot of cons. And it really depends on if you want to look at him glass half full or glass half empty, really more than a lot of other players. So um, pros, he's going to a Dodgers lineup that should still be very good. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, the headliners there, Will Smith. Um, also, get this, he's reuniting with the coach who made him, the feared slugger that he was. When he was with the Tigers, he was struggling. Uh, he got with this coach who completely reworked his swing, and he, came a, he became a feared monster. Went, a great slugger with the Tigers, went, for the, went to the D-backs and was otherworldly, went to the Red Sox and was almost as good. And he, he was an all-star last year. He really tailed off in the second half. Didn't hit for as much power as we're used to from him. Uh, then he went to the Dodgers, and he's reuniting with his coach. So storyline here that could um, maybe make a difference for him. But, you know, also he's getting up there. He's in his mid to late 30s. Uh, he's not assured a whole... He's not assured a regular role, especially with the Dodgers, who love to mix and match and platoon. I'm really not sure I'm going to have Martinez for 150 games. I'm thinking maybe closer to 120, which is not super valuable for me. Um, he is not position eligible, so I have to take up a utility spot, which really kills the flexibility uh, of my team. It sure doesn't help me in that area. Uh, so pros and cons for Martinez here. I'm really not sure whether I love it or whether I don't love it. So that we'll see more of as the season goes on, but... This pick is one I'm pretty decided about most of my picks, but this one I'm still wavering on, whether it was good or not. Yeah, okay. Um, I picked um, Drew Rasmussen um, late in the 14th round. Um, he's a race pitcher. I like him. He was very, very good last year. He won't get a ton of innings, but um, when he pitches, I think he'll be very, very good. And as my number... Um, in the draft, he was my number three starter, but then I got um, a number two starter. So um, he's my number four starter now. Yep. So fair, I'm fair. satisfied with him as my number four starter. I mean, goes five innings in each start, which is what he did last year. That's, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. If he goes five scoreless innings every start, then. Yep. I'm, well, I then mean, that's fine with me. That would him to Cy Young, probably. <laughs> if he did that every time. It seemed like he was doing that last year. He won't be scoreless every <laughs> single time, but. Yeah. I. He's a race pitcher, and I like race pitchers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the pick I like from this round was Ty France with pick 188. Uh, had a great start to last year, then tailed off after injury in the second half. But, again, a lot of upside here with pick number 188 overall. And, really, in these last several rounds, you're shooting for upside. You got your secure guys in the early rounds, the building blocks, the foundations of your teams. Now you're shooting for upside, and you're looking for that league winner who will come out of nowhere and propel your team to a win. And so I think Ty France is a good example of that. And then Brandon Crawford is a pick I didn't like with pick number 186. Um, yeah, this one is... He was the only shortstop left. Fair. But, I mean, I'm not... I, if I had to pick Brandon Crawford in the 14th round as my shortstop, I would not be happy with my situation. No, I think he could have waited till later. As far as being your shortstop, there was no other alter alternative. Um, yeah. Yep. 
All right, M, and we move on to round 15. That's the last one we're going to cover tonight. So how about your pick number 198 overall? I picked Von Grissom, and this is one I really don't like. Well, he's in the minor leagues now. Um, he got sent down. So, I mean, up until the season starts, I can wait on him, be very patient, um, and then see if there's any news at all. Um, but then, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do because... Volpe will be not not active anymore, which will be helpful. But right now, his spot on my team, I'm just gonna have to wait and see. So I don't like him hampering me down like this. But yeah. Also, I don't really want to drop him. So there's kind of a conundrum Fair. right there. Yeah. Well, it really depends for Grissom on how long the Braves are gonna keep him down there to work on his defense. And they if he does really well, then I mean, he has great hitting. They need his hitting. Yeah, and they they do and. I think Grissom will be up soon because for a team with the championship aspirations, for a team that's really going to get pushed in that division with the Mets and with the Phillies, they cannot afford to have Orlando Arcia starting at shortstop for very long. No, I think it's just a matter of waiting it out and seeing what happens, hopefully. Yeah. All right, my pick with number 204 overall, Jose Barrios. This is another one I'm not sure about. Uh, I, li I liked Barrios last year. He really struggled last year. He's not doing too much better this spring. I don't know what happened to him. I liked Barrios when he was the Twins' ace. Um, he did used to do very well. Yeah. He used to be one of my favorite players. But his velocity is not super down or anything. He's just he's just not making good pitches. So we'll have to see what happens with him. Uh, but taking him outside of the top 200, there's not a whole lot of risk here for me with this pick, which is why it's not. It's not. It's. I don't think it's a bad pick. No. Um, a pick I liked was Tristan Casas, pick number 208. Uh, Casas is a popular breakout pick for first base, and he would have been my guy I was looking at after Jose Abreu. If I would failed to grab Abreu, I would have looked to get Casas maybe five, six rounds later. Uh, I do like Casas a lot as a breakout candidate. And the pick I didn't like, Andrew Benintendi with pick number 206. Benintendi, he'll give you a good batting average. That's about all he'll give you. He hit, what, like four homers last year in a full season? Um, he doesn't steal bases. He doesn't hit for power. Um, he may score a few runs in that White Sox lineup, but basically he'll give you an empty batting average is what he'll give you. Yeah. So, again, significantly more valuable in real life than he is in fantasy. Yeah, this wasn't a very useful pick. There were a lot of guys who could have gone before... Um... Benintendi, yeah. a former top prospect. Yeah. All right, Em, a couple of picks you loved and didn't love from this round. Um, I liked the Tristan Cassis pick. Um, and Cody Bellinger, um, I'm sort of interested in him. An MVP season a while back. Um, but uh, interesting I, th I, I think combo. he has upside. Going to a new lineup, um, just seeing, I mean... I think it's possible he can break out yeah, and do well. And this late, I mean, like you said, it's all about upside. There wasn't a whole bunch other options left. Yeah. So I well, like that pick. Well, the thing for me about Bellinger is I adopt the mantra of whether it's right or not. I adopt the mantra of if the Dodgers can't fix you, nobody can. Fair. So, I mean, Fair. yeah, I, I don't have a lot of whole, a whole lot of trust in the Cubs to fix him if the Dodgers couldn't. But it's like you said, it's all about upside. And if they can, I mean, if a change of scenery is all he needs, well, then this if, is the steal of the draft in round 15. If he's done it before, yeah, then they can always do it again. They might not. They might need the coaching, but... 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how Bellinger turns out, but an interesting upside pick here in round 15. All right, so that's uh, the middle third of our fantasy draft. Stay tuned. Uh, coming out soon, we'll have round 16 through 23 for you. And then after that, we'll go over our teams, uh, our some of the weaknesses we have, some of the areas we're looking to improve in, uh, how we like our teams overall. But before that, um, round 16 through 23 coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. Until then, this is the GNM Baseball Podcast. Thank you.